Greetings and salutations, dear listeners. This is Dave interrupting the opening because I personally compromised the sound quality of this week's episode to such an extent that I felt I should apologize. Uh, Usually my brother Moto makes both Palmer and myself sound spectacular, at least sonically, but this week he had to polish a turd to quote a disgusting phrase. I forgot to hit a combination of buttons on my recorder that essentially resulted in you hearing my microphone feed paired with a reference track from the Google Hangout that is usually only used for reference in syncing Palmer's feed from Dayton. I attempted to rectify the matter in editing, but the latency of the video call made it pretty ineffective. So, this show will sound a little different than the rest, because I was careless. Thankfully, Palmer feeds his external mic directly into his computer, and Moto is a master at making even the lousiest audio sound better than it has any right to sound. Really what you'll be hearing is exactly what I hear when we record. You hear my snapping multiple screenshots, trying to get a good candid of Palmer being his expressive self. Uh, You'll notice a bit of hiccups caused by the connection. And although, our our talk was too satisfying to scrap. So, please excuse me for fucking up. I definitely learned my lesson. Uh, Regardless, though, the show must go on. Look at you. Look at you. The dude abides. The dude abides. (laughs) Uh, Good to see you. Oh, man, it is so good to see you. I am absolutely sorry that we we should have been started um, an hour ago, probably. Uh, But I was stuck in traffic. That is... I understand completely. It's so awful. That is it's one so of the most terrible. frustrating things. I, like, I, I look down and I hit, um, so, man, not to like divulge too much, I guess, but like, I take two, I, I thought of this awesome meme. So I'm going to make the meme. I'm not going to say it on the air. Okay. <laughs> uh, welcome to Long Walk Short Drink, by the way. I'm Palmer, uh, podcasting from Dayton, Ohio. Beautiful Dayton, Ohio. And I'm Dave talking to you um, from Northfield, Minnesota. I'm back on the porch for those of you who've been listening for a while. First time in a long time. In the daylight, too. It's crazy. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's like beautiful there. It is disgusting here. I'm pretty sure oh. I drove through a tornado yesterday on my way home. Like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> I saw spiraling and something coming down, like, towards the ground. Then it, like, went from a beautiful day, like what you're sitting in right now, to, like, Midnight. Oh God! You know how this terrifies like, me. <laughs> I know. Like you told that. Like I've heard you tell that story twice about how, and uh, horizontal rain and oh. just like the clouds. It was everything that you imagine. You know how? Uh, have you? I mean, you've seen Twister because it was on Palmer's picks. Uh, and I think <laughs> yeah. if anybody grew up in the nineties, oh, yeah, you saw Twister. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, which, by the way, like. Starring the late great Bill Paxton, like oh, R.I.P. Bill Paxton, like indeed. I just, um, uh, I just did my, you know, the the line everyone does from that movie. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, but so it wasn't a tornado, or and you made it, or I'm that sure sounds horrific. Or there was one. I, I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, I, did, I didn't. I mean, I didn't confirm it. But uh, anyways, so today though. It's still raining. It's been raining now for like 24 hours. Ew. Uh, and so it's uh, still raining. 
and I'm sitting there and the two major highways that I take to get home without giving too much away is two, which, I mean, these are two major highways that just run through Columbus. And I, I mean, I've said I've worked in Columbus is 270 and 70. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm sort of familiar with those, but I, I've never traveled <laughs> I, I them mean, frequently. 270 is the circle that goes around the city. So like when you lived in uh, North Carolina or whatever, like. Oh yeah. Those circles suck. And they're, and if you're geographically circle. challenged like me, forget about it. You're lost 70% yeah. of the time. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's just like, it's horrendous. Like the circle, I, I mean, it does like save you driving through the city. If you only have to do a quarter of it, if you have to do more than a quarter of it, like it's not worth it, in my opinion. I just don't think it's worth it. Um, so, uh, and I also use, I'm going to give a great plug. They don't sponsor us or anything. This is just an app that changed my life. So download this app and use it because it is amazing. Uh, if you're like me, I use my phone as my GPS and the app is Waze, W-A-Z-E. Uh, it's an amazing app. It's like a social, I guess when we were talking again, busting balls about being on social networks, I guess this technically I, is a social network I am on. Um, but uh, it's awesome. It's a great GPS program that like you can report things like police officers where they might be parked so that anybody else using the app. And another example would be like a car that's like, on the side of the road broke down, you would, you could, you report that as a hazard. So that way other people using the app as they approach that piece of the road where that's been marked, it will warn them to be on the lookout for those things. Uh, so it's a great app, really good app, but it also will route you for traffic. And it, and it took me not to 70 on my way home. Like it took me down 71, which that's through the city. And I'm like, Ooh, 270 must be really backed up. 270 is, Oh, I almost said the meme. I'm going to make the <laughs> meme and give it to you. <laughs> I almost said it. Uh, so, um, going down 71, I'm like, Oh, 270 must be really bad right now. Cause it's all construction. Of course, like on top of it, like everything's under construction. And I, it, it just ended up being 50 minutes and I was just getting on 70, leaving oh, Columbus. That oh, should be no. <laughs> that should be 22 minutes, like that, oh. like at most. So, oh, it was horrendous. And then it just like everything just spiraled after that. The dog didn't want to walk because it was raining. And then right before we're about to record, it's like he can smell the rain stopped. And so then he's like, oh, I got a shit. I got a shit. I got a shit. You know, and <laughs> does he have like, like a face he makes or how can you tell? No, it's just anytime you move, he bolts for the door. Oh. Like you didn't get it the last <laughs> time. You know what I mean? Like, um, and so that's what he was doing. And I'm like, I got a shit. 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 I want to so, see that in a meme too of tankers. Like with his little teeth. <laughs> I'm just trying to see. I, I'm getting a slight. I'm hearing a slight echo. Um, uh, are, are, is all of your sound coming out of your headphones? Uh, you mean you're hearing me echo, or or you? I hear an echo in my headphones, and I'm just. Oh. Do you want to check uh, the, check the file before we get into it, or anything, or how? Oh no, this was this was like the last three episodes have been like that. Oh, okay. So, Sounding like it does for you now, basically. Yeah, yeah. When I when I because every time I open up uh, Audacity. I will record like anywhere from 30 to 45 seconds of just like 
you know, uh, Ron Burgundy uh, vocal warm-ups just to like oh! make, 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 I, I mean, it's not like actual Ron, like I'm not like quoting Ron, Ron Burgundy, but it's just me making a bunch of noises, like weird noises. Just to make sure that the, the, the setup is working? And, and yeah, just to make sure that nothing changed. So I okay. finally have this set up to where like I don't have to tear it down every time I'm done recording. But I always don't trust it. You know, like the cat could have walked across it and like turned a dial or something like that. So I'll record like 30 to 45 seconds of just like, uh, of like, check, one, two, check, 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 check. And uh, like fake laughing, like, ha, 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 so that we can <laughs> no, I delete them as soon no. as like they're not like I, I just like delete them and then I start recording the raw audio then. Damn it. Um those are so, gold that sounds like stuff that should be involved in the like a yeah. dance mix someday or Well we were talking the about the, the the uh the it, echo it, and it, it, it sounds so, Yeah, it sounds like the echo is, is probably okay. Um yeah. but uh yeah and 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 just a shout out to Moto for for helping us through um, some issues uh, last time technically that our listeners probably barely noticed because of all the time and effort he put into it. It's all in the so, reflexes. Uh, he's become like a third member of the show. He has. He has. And <laughs> God bless you. You know, uh, it, it's so awesome because this is, I'm just going to say it, this is what everything I wanted WPLMR to become. Oh. That, like, we finally, like, I feel like I made it. Like, I feel like this is what I've been working towards. <laughs> and it's awesome. so, it's so spectacular. Cause it's like, I always said, uh, and I think I even said it in the beginning episodes of this, when we were just talking about WPLMR and stuff. And I just love the idea, like, I like whether or not you agree with his content, there was a period of my life where Howard Stern was just like super funny to me. And I listened out to him all the time. And the reason it was so fun is because it was like a the, it was like a podcast before there was podcast. Because once he got famous, he stopped doing. I, I mean, he still did the shock like shtick. That was his shtick. But really, the like the show was just like him talking to his friends for five hours, you know, about their lives, like about like the most boring, mundane shit. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. And just like riffing with it and just like having a good time about it. And uh, I, I was like, man, I, and like, so I hope, I hope Moto does not like take offense to this because I, this is seriously like, a, I, in my eyes, like a huge compliment. So Howard has his, his sound guy, Fred, like his engineer, who is just it ever like through the years of listening to Howard Stern, when people would talk about the like goings on behind the scenes, like you, Fred was always quiet. You never like you hardly heard him interact with the guests or anything like that. But they would talk about how he he had his carts, which was like his bay of like sound effects and all his go to stuff, and like he could be spot on with his sounds like while they're live on the air, and it's like. These last like four episodes, 
that's what I think of because like Moto is like pulling like we talked about the like the King Corner like we just mentioned Stephen King oh yeah and he's gonna do it right now he's gonna hear it right here it is and it's gonna be this little <laughs> beep like just the beep from the ATM machine yeah. and and it's gonna be awesome so I'm like oh my gosh here I am talking for hours with my friends about our normal mundane boring fucking lives and the shit that we love and we have this amazing sound technician that just like can just do the most amazing shit and like just add that little i mean he you're right he has become a third character on the show god bless through you. his editing and his like and i love when you mention moto like he's got that little that I don't, I can't even like make the sound, but it's like, hello guys, or whatever. It's, yeah. uh, it's from La Bamba, which is a movie he and I both love. And it's, it's, yeah. it's Bob from La Bamba going, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, so I, I don't know, I need to figure out what that means. I, I hope it's yeah. some kind of like greeting, but, but when we were kids, um, he and I would make movies as we talked about uh, on the, on, on earlier shows, and he would, um, he would be Bob in the movies. So there's some fun clips of like a, you know, a, uh, I don't know. He would have been like a five-year-old. And he's, he's doing like the voice from the bomb. He's like, let's just go, okay? I should have done this a long time ago. Ha -ha! <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's for everyone curious. Um, yeah, just look up uh, Isai Morales and La Bamba, and every image you find will just be pure fucking gold. <laughs> that guy so was awesome. so cool in that movie. Uh, so 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 awesome. And what's just a, a, an aside there about Bob though? It, what I found out re recently, and then like in a commentary or something. He said uh, he was basically just imitating the real Bob. He's like, the real Bob, that's how he is. And he's like, that's how really? he still was like 30 years later. So that, I just love that Shit. idea that, that that guy's around there. So, so yeah, Moto has uh, become such an integral part of, of how the show comes across um, that just like before where you left space for him to do this thing that is completely yeah. his idea. Um yeah. I, I found myself thinking today, it's like, okay, when I do this or that, make sure to leave a little breathing room just in case. He, right. Just in case. He's like, well, I got to work my magic. Yep. And uh, I'd be interested to know what people catch on to because, like, every time – and it's very rewarding for – people who have listened to the show for, from earlier episodes. So basically, like, for instance, anytime the word death is mentioned – he cues the music from Cyborg. <laughs> and I, I mean, and it's, oh man. So, so it's just like when, when I did even the first like WPLMR mix CD, right? Sorry, I'm when opening I did, a window. No, you're fine. Uh, when I, mine, mine's cracked too. Uh, when I even made that, I was like, man, how cool would it be to just like sit and like talk about music and play awesome music and just like riff, riff with your friends. And I, you know, I made the first WPLMR mix CD, like after my first wife left me. And so like, I felt alone. So I literally played every, I made that show that I wanted, but I played every character on it, you know? Yeah. I never thought and about it like, like that. And like how sad and pathetic, right? Like, and so then what? I made like the, the, then like the feedback from that was like, oh, that's awesome. And so then I started the first podcast 
And I still like, I started to bring friends on, which was great. Uh, but I still played a lot of the characters. And then that like second iteration of WPLMR, I started to really feel that way. Uh, but that just fizzled out so fast. Uh, but now like these last, like, like I said, these last like four or five episodes have just been, they've been just as fun to listen to as they are to record, you know, like, yeah. and that's saying something for anybody that anybody that creates stuff that especially that creates media, some form of media, it is very difficult to consume that media as a fan or some apart from being its creator. Um, like I never listened. Once I mixed down the old WPLMR stuff, I never listened to it. I bet you that first run, I haven't listened to one episode from beginning to end. There could be a 30 second, like dead spot in the middle of one of those. And I wouldn't even know it. Like, <laughs> um, you know, like people talk about how they don't like to listen to their voice or anything, or but like these have been an absolute treat to listen to. And, you know, I, I mean, Dave and I like totally bromance out and like man gush over each other. Like <laughs> that was so much fun. Like, it's like we raced through our phones, like text, like, Oh my gosh, that was so fun to record. It's such a good time. And we got to do this again. And we got to do that again. And, and we totally do that. So it's seriously. And then now we listen to them and we like, we will text each other and be like, I'm listening to the episode right now. And I can't believe this. And this is so good and blah, blah, blah. So it's really just, it is our it, our hetero life mate and eventuality. <laughs> I, I think eventually our wives are just going to get fed up with us, and we're just going to end up together because it'll be it, it, it'll feel destiny at that point in time. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. So, well, it's I mean it's been a real um, it's been a real joy for me as well. Um, obviously, to make to 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 record and all of that, but but this this extra element that we were talking about that Moto was bringing to it are are. Uh, that's what makes it extra fun as a listener because there are surprises for us that we didn't even think of and this kind of other layered to someone who's so familiar with the history of the show. So it's uh, just shout out to him every time you hear something uh, yeah, that's not either Palmer or myself talking. It's something he cooked up. And, 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 that's, and that's just the raw talent right there. I mean... And, and, and attention that... to detail and uh, a real yep. investment. Yeah. Yep. So uh, he, uh, <laughs> he cares and it shows. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thanks, Moto. Thanks. Uh, I was going to cheers you, but I haven't cracked a beer yet. And now I believe I. you can. I. <laughs> it is official. <laughs> I am done with Whole30. I've been done with Whole30 now for a week, actually. Well, at midnight, it would be a week. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah. But um, I. It, it's funny because I was listening to the... I, I was listening to the episode and I talked about how like I don't want to go back to the way I was before and I that would be like just a travesty. I I fucking just it was ridiculous. I've been ridiculous this past week. <laughs> like just I have consumed anything I absolutely can. Like I had cheeseburgers and potato chips for dinner tonight. That's what I had. That's so I mean as as a rule, that's not like the worst thing in the world you could do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not and like I you mean, ate I, all the crackers in the house. That's true. <laughs> I did not eat all the crackers in the house. Um, 
but yeah, let's let's crack these beers. Oh cans. yeah, so let me get a picture. I don't think we've ever captured that particular brew, and that's an old standby for you. Yeah, it is. Good. Look I right like, in the lens like there. Yeah. Winners. I I like I like to know my beer is an award winner. <laughs> yeah. If they, if they put awards, oh, you got it. I think so. I, look right into the camera once for me. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. All right. The business uh, is done. Let's let's get to the uh, the pleasure. <laughs> all right. Let's do. Uh, this is an old Palmer's Picks uh, reference when Pumps was on. He said on three, but then you don't count. You just do three. So on three, three, three. <laughs> all right. Nice. Oh, I'm so excited for this, man! I, 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 uh, I feel like we haven't talked in so much longer than it's been. It's only Shit. been a week, and we talked a I long know. time. I mean, it's been a little oh over a week. Oh my gosh, that is so good! <laughs> oh, that is so delicious. That's not your first one, is it? My first PBR, yeah. Oh, what was your first beer after you could have one? Uh, so Ash and I. This is so asinine. Ash and I looked. Um, we were thinking Michelob Ultra. We were going to go because we're looking oh, to, for like to a try and uh, yeah, like the, a low carb, low calorie alternative, right? And so we were going to do Mick Ultra or one of them, but like it was only like two point two percent. I'm like, by the time I I have to drink eighty two of those, <laughs> yeah. I might as well have had six really good beers. You yeah. know, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we found a list that like, what's the highest alcohol content for the lowest calorie content. And, uh, it ended up being Budweiser select huh. just beat out Miller light. I mean, Miller light and Bud Budweiser select are almost identical. I didn't know that, but I do have, uh, I have two of my Surly Furiouses, but my backup and, and my go-to once I found out how bad for me the Surly Furiouses are in, yeah. in, in, you know, to, I'm kind of a volume drinker in all respects. Like, yeah, I just like, like I'm constantly drinking something and yep. I've made much more of an effort. And I, I drink a lot of it and I drink it fast. Like, like I, I like, I drink, I'm a chugger. I drink water fast. I like to keep it room temperature, but everything else is kind of a sip. I do probably drink beer fast, but I never oh. chug anything, but I am oh, always, but so anyway, so, but I actually found, and I did it like a blind taste test of light beers it likes like a game with uh the bride's yeah. cousin who does not drink any beer <laughs> like he just doesn't care for it um and so we tasted a bunch of different ones and and i couldn't tell i couldn't point out which one was which like i thought maybe i could like what this is bud light and this is whatever but and even having them in succession like they kind of blend together my my out my favorite was Miller Lite, and that's oh, that's cool because that's what I actually oh, will good. reach for. Um, good deal. I'm going to tell you though, the Budweiser Select was actually delicious. It's a good beer. Um, is it is it one of those lighter beers? Like you know, it's the, 96. It's 96 calories, really? 4.3 percent alcohol by volume, and I forget what the carb count is on it. So it had slight, it had slightly higher alcohol content, slightly, I think it was a little bit higher on the calorie content, but it had lower carbs, lower gram carbs than Miller Lite. Yeah, I got the... So that's what pushed us to the Budweiser Select. Yeah. I also I, bought a bottle of Lafrogue. Oh, sorry. So, oh, you bought a bottle uh, of what? Lafrogue, which that's is an not. amazing, amazing scotch. Oh, 
I, I like really scotch. Good, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a I had a really good scotch and a God, mediocre so beer. Uh, I never thought of I like that very much. So I never thought I would I would drink a Budweiser and be like, oh, that was really good. But it, Budweiser Select was. So I don't know if it was just the lack huh. of beer for 30 days. I mean, because like this PBR, this <laughs> this tastes like fucking Cristal right now. That's how fucking good this is. And That's it's awesome. like, <laughs> and I mean, and I I like PBR. I'll admit that. That's and I listen. I wasn't one of those d bag like hipsters where. Sorry, hipsters. Yeah, no. I can't imagine hipsters listen to the show because they must hate <laughs> us so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like PBR way before it was a thing. Way before. It yeah, was I can totally vouch for that. Um, uh, you were the only person I knew. Well, actually, Pumps liked it too. Yeah. But, but independently, like I couldn't say I saw you drinking. And it I don't think he time. liked it because it was a hipster thing. Oh I think fuck he no! Liked it like, <laughs> yeah. Way, no. way <laughs> before it was a hipster thing. So we have so many lumber. Um, I have so many. There's a, so many lumber sexuals in Columbus. It's ridiculous. What does that yeah. mean? I've never heard that term. Uh, I maybe I'm maybe I'm not using the correct term. Uh, but it's it's basically like hipster metrosexual lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's what you look like, or you're an yeah. actual lumberjack? <laughs> that that's what it uh, is. <laughs> Here, let me show you. So wait, send that in the chat. <laughs> this guy is. <laughs> this is exactly. Uh, there's so many of these, so many people, men. Oh, there we go. That look like this. Where's our? Where's my chat? I had to look for mine too. Uh, I found mine in the uh, like upper left corner. There it is. Got it. <clears throat> chat here check this out oh my gosh this is just oh it's perfect yeah i couldn't have asked for a more perfect <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you seen people look, look like this I mean, that's that's kind of what i picture when i picture certain hipsters yeah not with the axe but <laughs> um uh let's see here uh here here's another good one Oh, and, and this haircut is... God, I am a judgmental piece of shit. <laughs> just, just go easy. <laughs> that's like a standard. You need to have that. Yeah, that's the go fuck yourself haircut. Yeah, no, I don't, yep. <laughs> I don't really mean that. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, they all... Hmm. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find the... <laughs> And this guy, fuck this guy right here. <laughs> That's, we're just going to share these with a the hashtag, big, fuck this guy. Of course, they all look kind of hot, so it's going to be taken up. otherwise. He has not chopped down a tree ever in his life, ever. Oh, man. They all look the same. That's the frustrating thing yeah. about it, is the, yeah. this, the fashion. Yeah, we've talked about this there in an earlier episode, but it is irksome. Ugh. These guys don't grow beards for the right reason. We all no. know we grow beards either out of laziness or to hide double chins. <laughs> so, or, or both. <laughs> or you don't like fucking shaving. You know, I guess that's the laziness. Yeah, part. that was kind of the equivalent. Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry, that's me. <laughs> that's totally me. Actually, I am both. <laughs> both of those. Actually, I tried to. I tried to do. I. I gotta. Yeah, I need mine to know where my face stops and neck begins. <laughs> that's what I found. <laughs> so. That's just the place I am in my life, and uh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> as okay with it as I can be, and continue to drink this much beer, I guess. So <laughs> now this guy, <laughs> this is the kind of of lumber sexual that I can totally, pun intended, I was o- get behind. I was hoping that's what you're gonna say. Because oh! <laughs> he's doing it for all the right reasons. Honestly, just looking at this dude, I don't care what what his reasons are. So, for, oh my God, look at his dick. Yeah. <laughs> view more. Let me go to view more. Oh. There, this, oh. this is this whole. Wow. This is the, so. I mean, just look at this. It's stunning. Stunning. So for listeners, oh no, there's another. So for listeners, the ones. So these will. Um, what are we gonna hashtag these? What, what was that term again? Lumber sexual. Lumber sexual. Lumber sexual. Oh my gosh, there's one where. <laughs> Hold on, I'm behind. Uh, okay, so, oh man. Ooh, that one's t- too long. So that really long URL is. Oh, like the, that's just like the Google results. It's the Google image search. Is that fucking Wolverine? <laughs> For real, Wolverine? I know. And one of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, so the, the. Oh my god. <laughs> So for people, if you haven't tuned out because you can't see any of this, uh, go to uh, our Twitter account, which is uh, LWSD pod. And uh, we'll post these with a has with that hashtag um, that I've already forgotten. We have to try it. Lumber, uh, lumber, uh, sexual. lumber sexual. There you go. And and the episode. The so right kind. Well. Hashtag the right kind. Like, oh, this hashtag is the, the right, right kind, kind of lumber sexual. That the right kind. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only kind uh, of lumber sexual that should exist. That's awesome. In my opinion. <laughs> Some of these dudes not, are. not. I can guarantee <laughs> you that Paul Bunyan never had that fucking haircut. Ever. <laughs> ever. I could look at this for days. Oh man. Okay. So go, go right. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of our Twitter account, um, I have so many bits and I have so much shit on my mind. And actually this show might help me just forget about it rather than talk about it. But I do want to do some of our bits. One of them that we've never done before. Uh, I'm totally open to the name, but I, th- I want to call it something like, uh, but the idea at least is listener right. feedback. So my thought here um, is to read some of the uh, the interactions that we've been getting through Twitter, um, just to reward the people for doing so and and uh, maybe to to answer them in some way. Yeah, sure. Um, no, that sounds great. So I'm gonna move kind of backwards, just uh, because uh, some some of it's, some of the things are just likes and it's hard to find. But uh, recently, um, in the last couple of weeks, some. Uh, 
M Stan at E M E L L E S T A N tweeted us saying, listening to episode two comedies, intelligent versus crap. The interview, my pick, she says, was clever. And so, so was the good guys, Hub's pick. I have not seen the good guys. That's a TV show, I think. No, the good guys is that one with Ryan Gosling and. Uh, oh, really? Uh, no. Uh, Gladiator. Are you sure? Uh, no, that's called the Russell nice Trump. guys. That's called the nice maybe guys. That's, I but if that's that, what she meant. If that's what she meant, I couldn't agree more. I love that movie so much. <laughs> it was so yeah. fun. It's written by Shane Black, and so the writer of Lethal Weapon. I think it might even be directed by him as well. Yeah. And uh, it's and it's uh, it doesn't have like the pathos of Lethal Weapon or anything like that. It's it's an all out comedy like set in the seventies. Oh, it's goddamn magic. I, I don't much care for Russell Crowe per se, but it's a excellent use of him, and Gosling is is always uh, is always funny and, and excellent. I, I think he is one of the most underrated comedic geniuses of our time right now. Like, Ryan Gosling. Uh, Ryan Gosling, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah! At least in terms of an actor, because uh, you know he's always delivering lines, but his his timing and oh, that dude is yeah. magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it is it is uncanny. Um, and, and, uh, I did see the interview. Did you see that? The, the one, the controversial one that they essentially released on YouTube? No. Well, you probably know of it, but maybe you don't remember that part, but so that's, uh, Seth Rogen is in it with James Franco. Yeah. Um, shit, I don't remember. <laughs> then there's North Korea is involved, but the distributor oh, whatever got, got yeah, 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 yeah. spooked and didn't, they wouldn't release it. And so I think the first yeah. place you could find it was on YouTube, but I think, actually released possibly released by them by the filmmakers themselves or something i don't know eventually i did see it and i dug it um and uh, yeah i know it's not it's not necessarily a uh this is not necessarily listener feedback though in a way it is because a listener that became a guest but i put 127 hours in my uh, netflix dvd queue after after oh, seeing that preview last week so thank you mr j for yeah helping me absolutely. see that movie in a new light uh, that movie is fantastic, and uh, and it's James Franco. I I'm a huge James Franco fan. So yeah, I dig that guy too. And it's so funny. There's a picture from me in high school. There's a picture of me in high school. Um, it was a soccer picture in particular. Uh, I look exactly like the dude at like eight, when I was 15. I look like James Franco like now. Yeah. Uh, when I was much much thinner and stuff. I just have a similar bone structure and like dark hair and dark eyes and similar goofy grin. But that guy has some kind of freak of nature that can like do everything. Uh, yeah, yeah he's incredible. Uh, I wish I could more than just look at like him at like as, as a kid, I wish I could be like him as an adult. <laughs> he's, a, he's something else. He's got like 15 degrees or something like that. Right. Yeah. I, I, I remember just seeing this picture of him like sleeping through a Columbia class or something. But one of the things yeah. I love that he does is, uh, I mean, he's such a goofy guy in terms of like, you know, being a part of the, the, like kind of the, who's, who's the guy that makes movies with Seth Rogen. Can you think of his name? It's, uh, Evan. Yes. Um, Oh. oh, I almost said something that would have made me just sound terrible. Hang on. <laughs> it's Evan. Right. And I, and I, yeah. So it's, it, it, he's part of that kind of crew in the Judd Apatow Freaks and Geeks cast. And, uh, and he can be very silly, but he can also oh, be I'm like right. Evan Goldberg. Goldberg. Oh, good. Yeah. 
Um, who, who I think also like the show, the Goldbergs, that's who, what that is. That's an Adam Goldberg. Shows. I'm hearing more oh, and more about Adam that Goldberg. show. Oh. And, uh, I, I'm starting yeah, to really want to see it. Such a good connection. And I was totally wrong. I totally just did that on the whim too. Well, you might not be wrong, wrong, but I've just heard enough about the Goldbergs recently to know that it's very specifically based on this Adam Goldberg guy to the point where yeah. I guess they show these like home video stuff at the end of the shows which are always his actual home videos from yeah. um yeah. I, and actually just maybe his last night or the night before Kevin the one that Kevin Smith directed about 80 night when they went to see 1989 Batman came out and I haven't seen this oh I'm getting what those, movie is that this the Goldbergs uh the the TV oh. show I guess they did an episode oh. about about oh, that. and he directed it. Got it. Yeah, and I guess oh. they liked him so much they brought him back to direct the finale. But of course, that hasn't I am, come out. I yet. have been told that I am like the father in that show. That I will take my pants off as fast <laughs> as possible when I get home. Oh my god! I didn't know that was part of it. But that's that's something I'm. I heard uh, yeah. Francis Ford Coppola say in a commentary once, like for the conversation, Gene Hackman is comes home, Gene ha- and, and, and or to all his like recording equipment and stuff, and takes off his pants. And in the commentary, Francis Ford Coppola says it's like something to the effect of like that's. That's just what you do when you come home. <laughs> like, that's what yeah. I do. <laughs> what that's he said. I, so there's there's this great montage when they finally pointed out, like in the one episode I saw, they really called attention to it because they did a montage where, like, I I mean, because like the wife will try to get the dad to do things, and and his excuse is always, "I can't, my pants are off." And so like <laughs> she's like running trying to get him to go run this errand and he's like sprinting towards the front door to try to get in and he gets in just in time and like as soon as like before the door even like clicks behind him his pants are down around his ankles <laughs> he's he's like my pants are off oh. i can't do anything my pants are off I'm sorry. <laughs> oh so, man i wish it worked that way yeah so, <laughs> no because i will I, the, I'll put my pants right back on. I am so whatever you need. Here I go. I am. You got it. You got it. So I'm going to move on so we can keep, stay in the yes, in the geez. bit. But also the, uh, there's another example I thought that's just going to get me in trouble. <laughs> well, I'll say it just so that it doesn't it doesn't make it out to be worse than it is. I always think of not marriage, but just like or anything just. Whenever you're part of someone's boat around, dude, I know, but whenever you're part of someone's support system, you know, so whether it's family or whatever, it's kind of like this. I always think of it whenever it is a kind of an inconvenience, but it's, you know, a necessary one. I always think of this moment in the devil's own, that movie that Brad Pitt and Harrison Ford did together. Oh yeah. There's a, he, he, Harrison Ford's like a beat cop and and there's this moment in it where he, he he gets home. He didn't take his pants off, I guess, because he's Harrison Harrison Ford and not, not Gene Hackman. I mean, maybe because it's not a Francis Ford Coppola movie, probably because if so, he'd had his pants off. (laughs) And uh, I think it's Alan J. Pakula, if I'm not mistaken. But in any event, he gets home. Long day, being a cop. He's just kind of laying back into his chair. He may or may not have a beer, but he's just sitting down, just laying back in his, like, sw- I think his jeans on and a sweatshirt. And and then the wife pops around fr- the, the corner, and she's like, we're out of milk, like shakes the milk carton. And he, he doesn't get a chance to even, like, lay down and just kind of rolls forward <laughs> and, and goes. <laughs> he's like, that's, you know, that's what you do. You got to. 
you got to do your thing. But it's like it does feel like that sometimes when 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 your life is not just completely your own. Sometimes you gotta you gotta you know pull your weight and 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 yep. if you have a thing like if you can get the if the getting the pants off means that you don't have to go get the milk. God bless you. But yeah, most of us do. The rest of us motherfuckers got to go get it. We got to yeah. put our pants back the fuck on and go get the milk. You know. Yes. In all fairness, I I can't say I've ever <laughs> experienced that particular thing too many times but i always think of it so um getting back to the uh listener feedback so the twitter uh, (laughs) yes thankfully we don't have that much interaction i only have so many times i can get you out of trouble via text message dave i know and i already had to burn one of them last time did that work for real well it worked to get me out of trouble but the relationship that you have with the bride remains and has always been troublesome (laughs) so (laughs) i'll just repeat what mick says in teen wolf that's my girl don't touch her again. <laughs> Listen, I don't know why it works. It shouldn't work. It shouldn't. The Palmer works. But it seriously got everybody. you out of trouble? I thought you were totally going to still be in the doghouse. She pivoted she to, like, to being like, he's flirting with me, and I like it. <laughs> so. Oh, man. But, yeah, no, thank it's, you. It's appreciated. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, legit, though, on... I have an album, and I'll have to take a picture and send it to you, Dave, so you can tweet this out. I have a uh, record of Dave's, of his first record uh, that he put out in a frame. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> and on it is uh, an autograph. And on the autograph, that sa- it says, To Palmer, please slow down on the handsome oh. <laughs> and, tell, and tell my wife to stop flirting with you. Love you, Dave. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Things yeah. do not change. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. And apparently it runs in that family because apparently. That's right. The bride's mom's got a thing for you the too. mother is just like, brings me up on the regular. I've met this woman once, one time at your wedding. That's when I met her. That's the only time? No. I'm pretty sure. And uh, oh, I, I have been brought up on the regular, apparently, wow. to find out how I'm doing. I am doing spectacular, <laughs> Mother of the Bride. Mother of the Bride? Never been so true. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. man. So Wow. Well, thank you, yeah, M-, so- M. Stan, for, for uh, reaching out. And I, I guess we pivoted quite a bit, but thank you for the... Yeah. The feedback, the interview, and if you do mean the good guys, I think that is a TV show as well, but the nice guys, I'm guessing, is probably right as yeah. well. Or, or is equally awesome. Um, yeah. But we should, I guess I should check out the good guys if I haven't. Uh, the next one. I, I think I we could, well, yeah. oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, well, the next one is a great one, and it is from um, one of my new favorite people <laughs> yeah. uh, who uh, goes by at rstud1, two Ds. Uh, Dude, <laughs> double D, one might say. Double D. <laughs> oh, well, he's replying uh, to, I think, the uh, Cyborg episode. Uh, and he yeah. says, great episode. Really did JCV d- justice. Dot, dot, dot. Eh, probably enough JCVD for a while. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> it was good. Um, 
<clears throat> and then same 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 guy at um at our stud two D's one. Um, I'm not sure what episode this is in referring to, but he says, uh, "Can't believe Palmer didn't chime in on his love for Sinbad. He even held Sinbad hostage for a time." <laughs> Care to comment? Uh, yeah. So, uh, double D. That's what we'll call him. That's, that's what you what call, him? call him. Oh, nice. That's his, that's his actual nickname that I gave him. Oh, very uh, cool. Uh, is an ex. Uh, he worked with me at the last place that I worked. Um, so I will be careful and tread lightly in reference to that place because he still works there and I don't want to get him in trouble. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, he, he goes by Double D. That is his nickname. So if he ever makes an appearance on the show, that I'm going to fight for that to be his nickname. Uh, but very early on when I started at that place, uh, one of Double D's passions is stand-up. Uh, and we bonded very early over stand-up. Um, Jim Gaffigan is one of his favorites. He can do pretty much. And he also has a photographic memory. Oh. So he'll he watches these stand-ups and then memorizes the entire thing and can recite the whole thing. He does um the Humpty Hump at karaoke. Uh he uh is just this amazing person. He he's uh one of the, probably one of the coolest dads I've ever met in my entire life. Uh just a cool guy. And so um very early on he's like, "Hey, so, um, have you ever heard this uh, Sinbad stand-up? It's one of my favorite stand-ups ever. And I was like, oh, yeah. No, I, I love that stand-up. I remember that one. And I started reciting some of the jokes from it. Uh, afros like, and bell-bottoms, right? Yeah, afros I, and bell-bottoms. I also really love that stand-up and remember a lot from it. Oh, man. The bit about doing the drugs and how he didn't do drugs, but he messed with his friends who did do drugs. Oh, I don't remember he, that. Tell, oh, and he has a friend who like came rolling. He was doing, he dropped acid and his friend rolled into his room on acid and was like, he's like, dude, what's going on? And he's like, my legs just ran off of my body. And so he's like, I messed with him and I bolted out of the room. Like I was going <laughs> to chase down his legs. And he said, I waited like five minutes and then came back and the dude was still laying on the floor waiting for me to come back with his legs. He's like, Man, I got some bad news. Your legs just got hit by a car. <laughs> I can just hear him saying that in my head. Yeah. Uh. So Double D like orders this bootleg copy of that stand-up from eBay and happened to have it at a professional development that we were at. And he's like, hey, I got that stand-up. And he hands it to me. He's like, you should take this home and watch it. And so I was like, cool. So years i i that is no i am one of the worst people do not ever loan me anything i'll just say it <laughs> don't loan me anything unless you never want to see it again it's not like <laughs> i'm going to try to steal it i'm not trying to steal your property i probably tried to fight taking it if you think back you think back to it, i was like i don't want to take that because you'll never see it again if i take it no, 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 take it. You can get it. Where you live. Uh, 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 wink, wink. Don't loan me things. Just don't, I'm not that kind of person. Like, just it will sit there. It just sits there and then you'll never see it again. And then I have, 
your uncollected crap in my house, and I hold resentment against you for it being in my house, and I'm the one that didn't give it back. Everyone's mad. <laughs> but hopefully, and you really enjoyed whatever was loaned to you <laughs> initially. So, yeah. So, um, so he loans me this thing, so, and I have it for years. I've had the, I had this DVD so long, it moved with me from Ritman to Centerville to where I live now in Dayton. And oh. I had it so long that he, it was like this running joke that when we would, cause uh, where we worked, we telecommuted wherever we, and we could live anywhere in the state. And so we only came together like four or five times throughout the year. And every time we would come together for professional development, he'd be like, Hey, did you bring my CD? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. And uh, so um, it got to the point that when I moved into where we live now, I took that, that DVD, he, he like makes this, con I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, I, I'm, I'm sure it started somewhere like this where I just like sent a text and I'm, he's like, how's the move going? Cause he helped me move in here with Ash. Oh my God. And you're holding people help you move. You're holding their shit. Oh yeah. Like listen to this. So, so he'd help me move. He drove two hours one oh. way to help me move. Helps me move. Uh, and he's making the joke while he's helping me move. He's like, maybe we're going to run across my Sinbad DVD. And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. Like, and so then run. And he, so he'd be like, so how's the unpacking going? Oh, pretty good. Well, if you run across my Sinbad DVD, let me know. And I'm like, I, I and I made the comment. I was like, double D. You have to face the facts. Sinbad lives with me now. <laughs> Did you say it all, all like deliver oh, it like that? Oh, yeah. Like in my text message, like I had the dot, dot, dots and everything. And then I proceeded to text him like if I, I need to look and see if I can find these. I don't know if I do. He may. That's amazing. Uh, but I text him photos where like the Sinbad DVD is like in my bed, like with the cover, like kind of tucked up next to it. And, like, oh yeah. We need like, those. It's just like all over positioned all over my house. All to like footnote, just for the record, even though I am a terrible friend and human being, that's not true. That's not like, true. But, but I am very anything. sensitive to the loaning. So I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, don't loan me anything. Um, I did end up giving it back to him. He got it back. He got his he got his eBay bootleg back of bell bottoms and afros. And but footnote to the footnote, when I gave it back to him, he's like, he's like, so what'd you think? Like after all these years, right? And I looked at him and I was like, dude, I never watched that. Oh no! <laughs> That's why don't loan me shit. Don't loan me shit. Did you really not watch it? No, I didn't watch but it. But you had that bit that you remembered. Yeah, I remember that bit. Why do I need to watch it again? I remember. Oh, I you remember saw that somewhere time. else? Oh, my God. Double D. You're talking yeah. to single D here or listening to single D. I love that shit. You yeah. can't kill Dracula. <laughs> like, I love that. And he's talking about like in guys in horror movies and how they, they run slower. Like, uh, uh. And he's like, you're going to have to catch me. And he starts to run. God damn it. I love that. That's special. I had a tape off HBO. He talks about his like grandma's like quarter mile deuce or whatever. That oh, car that I don't know. Like, I, is a tank. 
the other part I remember really well. Oh, there's this one bit about farting. <laughs> he's like, that's why God gave you a butt muscle. Because <laughs> he's like, you watch guys walking all cool. And he's like sort of walking like, you know, I don't use a terrible antiquated term that I think he used at the time and can jive walking. <laughs> he's yeah. like kind of strutting and then suddenly pauses because <laughs> he's like clenching his butt. So it doesn't fart. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> And then the other one I love is the, uh, I think this is from that, all from that special. Double D, you can correct me if it's not. Um, but it, the, when he comes home late, it, it's all, cause a lot of it, Afros and Bell Bottoms, a lot of it is about growing up in the 70s. Yeah. And uh, his dad, like, says, like, you, 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 <laughs> wait, no, what is he saying? <laughs> oh, Mr. Coming in when he feels like it. <laughs> and then eventually that I think leads to like a whooping or something. But I, I loved that special and had taped it off HBO as a kid and watched it endlessly. Cause Sinbad is goes, the one where he's, he, in, he's, clean. he's in Aspen when, when he records the special, cause he tells the bits about how he's like, he's like, you know, everybody told me like, nobody told me about the, the air up here is thinner. And how I, you know, I get to the top of the hill and I, I, I couldn't walk and everybody think I was making a joke. Just like when I put the skis on and he's like, I can't stand up. And he's like all bent forward because like the ski boots like make him do that. And they're like, oh, Sinbad, you're just so crazy. Like, they think he's just making a joke, but he legit like thought he couldn't stand up. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm realizing now that I mostly remember the the three moments that I mentioned. But I <laughs> double D is going to come and he's going to correct the shit out of me on all this. Yeah, gonna, it's all it's it's all going to come back to where uh, I didn't. I had that thing for four years and never watched it. But but you have these moments. So did you eventually watch it on YouTube or what? How do you remember these things that you didn't watch? I just remember it from when I watched it when I was a kid. Oh, okay. He was giving it to you to refresh your memory. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if if you like, because we dub- had HBO growing up, so like I ran across. Oh, it. Oh, okay. Like I want. I remember when that, like when you recorded it on HBO. I remember watching it on HBO. Yeah, it was like so. the mid nineties or so something. Yeah. Uh, so so um, if if uh, so that'll be hopefully a regular new segment. People can uh, can write in to us uh, on the Twitter at at LWSD Pod, or perhaps and there will be some uh, some of the ransom pictures of the Sinbad DVD, as well as and any and all visual components of the show. Go ahead, sir. Seriously, like anything, like and if you want us to talk about something, or you want to talk to us about something, like just hit us up at LWSD Pod on Twitter. Uh, or uh, at or lwsdpod at gmail.com if you want to send an email. Yep, that, that works um, too. The, um, We've had a couple reach oh, out to us that way. And the, um, if you do like the uh, show, it's really cool if you can uh, rate and review it on iTunes. We've had some like, <laughs> like <laughs> the, the, the reviews given to us on iTunes so far, only a few have been so so great i can't uh, say enough about them so it's a, it goes a long way uh just to tell us that you're out there and then what you're digging or or even not digging I, I fully expected to get a little bit of mail from the women in film one and yeah. nobody said anything so i don't know if we did okay <laughs> or if uh if no one had uh, the- <laughs> i know a lot of people are either a couple weeks behind that i only know a few people that are fully caught up and have listened to every episode because like some other people that I've heard from, and there's nothing wrong with this. They just they join late and didn't go back, and that's and that's okay. Oh, of course, know? yeah. Jesus, like, I appreciate anyone listening to any <laughs> any absolutely. part of it. <laughs> it's just like I I just have to say like Double D, 
uh, all this with Double D, like listening, and um, he's working on an LWSD project, which is that he took under his own, like on onto himself, uh, all on his own, which is so awesome. Uh, there will be uh, more of that to come. Um, it just for me it is this awesome because I, I finally got to in, introduce Double D and Dave via text message today, and it was like. Just really awesome. I have Dave, who's this person that's been in my life for 20 years plus and uh, and is awesome and uh, great and had this huge impact on me. And I am talking with him about things that we mutually love and appreciate on this podcast. And then Double D is somebody that I met in my adult life and have a really amazing friendship with. Um, that is relatively compared to my relationship that I've had with Dave short and uh, to just see that this is like them merging together and they are interacting with each other and it's awesome like that's spectacular to me it's been that's really what... I mean I'm a guy who's been making stuff since I was you know seven years old you know the kinds of things that you make that you want people to see and right. um <clears throat> To have someone like Double D value now this this thing that we've made not not to devalue this in any way is largely right. us just sort of sharing our ourselves and our opinions about things and it and it is it, it is a thing that you make and it is to use a term or whatever content or intellectual property it's certainly some sort of self expression but uh, as someone who has spent his life self expressing in ways that are much less immediate <laughs> and often uh, unseen or unappreciated uh, to have someone appreciate them um, to the extent that he is 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 so unbelievably heartwarming and just makes me absolutely uh, wish that <laughs> uh, I don't know that I had known him uh, sooner somehow I said I was Thank excited you. to record these just you know as an excuse to get to talk to you yeah and now likewise yeah <laughs> and, and like that's awesome and now i'm excited also like to make this show you know what i mean like yeah it's like a show now <laughs> to, like, talk to you and like all that stuff but like yeah is it is that what you just said like i feel like it's a show now yeah like, it, it started out as I, a uh is literally a conversation with the idea that it could be a show. And now it, right. it feels more like, like it's growing. It is one. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Right. And it's, and it's and one that people, some handful of people listen to. And I'm always just like, who are these people? So that's why yeah. with the listener feedback and stuff, it's just like, if you're listening, f fucking you matter to us. So we'd love to know what you Absolutely. think. <laughs> and I know what it's, I mean, I, I hope this doesn't come off as pretentious. Uh, but I know that if, when I find these little niche things like this, that I absolutely love, it would mean like, it would, it would be awesome to interact with the people that are creating that thing. I can tell you guys right now, whoever you are listening to this, we will interact with you. Like, oh, it, yeah. like you, it will pay off. You won't be able to get you. rid of us. Like, well, me. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably, we'll, we'll ask you to be on the show. And when, and when the long walk short drink is over, I will blame you for not emailing us and not reaching out to us uh, on Twitter. That's not true. That's no, um, no, what's nice. What's so incredible about this is that I, it, it, it is such a wonderful thing for me. I, uh, 
Oh, it ties into so many other things, but I'll just say that if no one were listening, I would still be having the time of my life and it would still be this thing yeah. that makes my life better to, to be able to talk to you in this way, uh, this often and for this long. But the fact that it has grown into something that, it, that, res, that, res, that, that other people can appreciate as well. Uh, and, th- and then it seems as though they appreciate the thing about it that I appreciate about podcasts, which is like just sort of feeling like you're a part of this relationship right. between these uh, people you're hearing talking. Because the thing when people are really sharing themselves like this, like granted, so I would argue like that they actually that people listening do actually know us pretty well, if, especially if they've yeah. kept up. Now, yeah, um, we don't know them because how could we because it's a kind of a one-way medium unless people engage in this way but uh yeah yeah don't fall asleep don't fall asleep (laughs) oh my god um anyway it's a it's a it's a wonderful uh thing and i'm so glad that folks are are um are listening and interacting so please do uh reach out to us through any of those ways uh if ever you get the urge to uh share something or or say thumbs up or down or what have you um let's get to some of our uh some of our our other bits um yeah well shit yeah let's get to bits but i'm gonna need to know about certain things that we haven't gotten to yet so let's start though like do you have a, a palmer's pick or 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 um, several. Actually, I'm gonna re. Um, yeah, I have some stuff. Uh, the first one I'm gonna I'm gonna recycle because I meant to bring it up last week and we did, just didn't get to it because we had an amazing conversation uh, with Mr. J, um, which I am totally uh, sidebar. After listening to that episode, I am totally looking forward to that revenge episode. Oh yeah, but, oh, that is gonna be so fucking awesome. Um. So please stay tuned, listeners, because that episode is going to be epic when it happens. I know we got some, um, we got some some do, like some cool shit to look forward to, like so yeah. much cool shit. I'm like, this is going to take a while to get to, but yep. that one we should yep. try to get to sooner rather than later, just because of how cool <laughs> and how oh, fun yeah. it will be. Absolutely. So um, I sent this to Dave a couple of weeks ago, and even when I sent it to him, it still. I love when things get stuck in my head like a song and just worm their way in there and just keep coming up repeatedly and repeatedly. Um, And if they keep coming up for this long, I mean, this has been coming into my head for the last two weeks. Uh, I, I don't know. It's really good. So, I watch a lot. I watch a lot of YouTube, and one of the things that I that I am a sucker for on YouTube is uh, there's a vein of YouTube video genres that are like uh, five things you didn't know about dot dot dot, and you could or variants of that. Eight things, uh, eight of the creepiest things caught on surveillance camera that you've never seen before, and blah blah, blah like stuff like that. Um, and one of them. Um, Looper is a it puts out a lot of these types of videos, and this one happens to be titled. and I'll send the URL here to Dave so he can grab it. Um, this one happens to be titled. Now, we don't have to watch this um, on the air or anything, that's just so you can get it. And I'm going to start separating these URLs with Z's like that so that they're oh, that's helpful. Thanks. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so. 
Uh, this one is the, it's titled things you still don't understand about star Wars. And most of this list is list is stuff that I had heard. I mean, you watch enough of these that they start being recommended to you. Um, which means you start to hear the same things over because they, uh, that is one of my biggest problems with YouTube is with any of these social platform based media sites, it, a lot of, um, recycling happens where people will just blatantly rip shit off and put it out as their own content to try to like get clicks. And it's, uh, so you hear a lot of the same things over and over again. This list though, had one thing in particular that it keeps eating into my brain. That is so awesome that once I heard it, I couldn't unhear it. And part of most of my brain. So I hate the prequels, the star Wars prequels. Like, let's just get that out there. Like, not a fan of the prequels at all. When I showed Ash the, Didn't the like original it. trilogy. Sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, that's a big thing showed, in our house. <laughs> you shared that video with me, the seagulls, the Star Wars oh, yeah. seagulls. And every single thing that could fit in those syllables, the bride and I say like that. that at the end where he's like, where Yoda says to Luke, like, he's like, didn't like it. Everything yeah. like so like we asked each other about a movie or something like you didn't see it. It's like everything. <laughs> so that's been such a wonderful uh, addition to our life. And talk about a song that, that gets that stuck in your head. Tweet that. We need to tweet that out too. Yeah, I don't know if we ever have. So we're yeah. That's I'll the bad lip reading. Um, yeah, that's the uh, stopping seagulls now. I bought that on iTunes. That's one of my favorite things in life. And actually, it's just a fantastic I, song. Like it's I did. a good <laughs> song on top of it yeah. being. About oh one gosh. of my favorite movies ever. Exactly. Like, Empire Strikes Back. I had a, we yeah. had some family on vacation and they sent me something about seagulls and to watch out for them. And, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Cause like, I'm so <laughs> ready for this. <laughs> Cause watch out for the seagulls are going to poke your knees. <laughs> I think actually they might have known because I got their kids hooked on it at, uh, at Christmas time. But run, run, time to run. <laughs> I can be your backpack while you run. Swing from the hair river. I can be your backpack while you climb. That's uh, good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that guy's voice for Luke too. Oh, I know. Yeah, always whiny Luke. Always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I peed my pants and I don't like Brenda. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love oh. the story that Yoda tells. Like he's yeah. like, one time I was walking and then I came across this big log, and underneath that log was a tiny little stick. And I was like, That log had a child. That log had a child. <laughs> he's like, Listen, boy. And then he goes into like, I fucking love everything about that. Yeah. I'm gonna send okay. that to uh not only am I gonna tweet that out, but I'm gonna send that to uh to Moto. Maybe he can uh because I think, uh, you know how you were talking about, you make the Ron Burgundy noises in the test recordings. Yeah. There have been times like during breaks or something where that song will be stuck in my head. And so yeah. Moto's getting the raw, raw audio and he's like, because he, he, he's done a wonderful job, grown to do a wonderful job of knowing what to cut and when. But I think early on, he didn't know. It was like, do you guys want this? You don't want it? <laughs> but he uh he was like <laughs> he was trying to decide whether to let to leave something like that in because i don't think he'd heard it yet but uh yeah anyway so i was you were going somewhere with that before i, oh, I yeah. seized okay, upon the so seagulls <laughs> so this is what i dig this is my palmer's picks I, I used your word this is what i pick right now this theory so 
I totally freely admit this is a cop out from George Lucas. Cop out aside, he went on to a podcast and this came up. One of the most debated topics of the prequels is the Metachlorians because he basically, uh. one of the best things about Star Wars is that in a world full of all of the scientific advancements of the Empire, the fantasy of the Force still outweighs all of that might. That is like, that is still what is most important. Like, it's still like, uh, that's how they win is with the Force. Like, so that fantastic thing, fantasy, outweighs that science. And then in the prequels, he shits all over that by turning that fantasy into science. Here is the science behind it. Some things are okay to just be magic. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> and the I argument. wish folks could have seen that. Farmer turned his head to the side and just let one rip because he got to. But he was, he he was, his passion was not interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of that great moment. And, uh, and, uh, oh shit. Seth Rogen does it in the pregnant one, knocked up. He's like having that thing with Paul Rudd where he's talking about, and I, don't, I don't know why she likes me. Uh, uh, and he's like, and I don't know. <laughs> sorry, I don't know why. That was a very human moment. I'm sorry. I should have oh, just no, let it pass. Okay. But to see it in real life was kind of magical. So you were saying about magic. So it's the, important. that was, I mean, he just shit all over it with the Metachlorians is what I'm saying. This is, this is the root of my hate for the prequels. Okay. Uh, so on this podcast, that debate came up about the Metachlorians and Lucas, I guess, kind of shuts it down by saying maybe Qui-Gon had it wrong. That's what his say. Maybe Qui-Gon had it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I like that being Lucas's voice. (laughs) Yeah. With his little chin, his like perfectly manicured beard. In his Superman hair. Yeah. Um. And But fans then ran with that, and basically what he was implying was that maybe Qui-Gon, who was already looked upon by the rest of the council as a rogue, almost rogue Jedi, maybe the Metachlorians were just this, like, fringe theory that he had that none of the other Jedi supported. And if you think about it, he and is the only one that mentions Metachlorians. Obi-Wan responds to his mention of Metachlorians. But for the rest of the prequels and all the rest of the Star Wars movies, they never fucking come up once. So maybe he was just this like terrible Jedi Knight. <laughs> and 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 they go on to then point out like all these things, you know, how he risks Anakin in the pod race to try to like when he could have easily used the force to influence that situation. He still put Anakin at risk and he very, the first shot in the movie, like Obi-Wan's like, I have a bad feeling about this meeting when they're on the trade federation ship <laughs> and Qui-Gon Jinn's like, I don't feel anything because you're a fucking idiot and a terrible fucking Jedi. Doesn't that make so much sense? And like, so now I'm like, Fucking Metachlorians, that stupid fucking Qui-Gon Jinn. What an idiot. Like, yeah, he was stupid. Like, and so, and they make the argument, like, you don't get it because you don't get it because, um, 
Liam Neeson is such a fantastic actor that you don't realize he's playing an idiot. Do you like, think so? Do you think that was ultimately what George Lucas intended, or just sort of uh, reverse engineering? Like, when I think things if nobody would have raised a stink about midichlorians, we'd still be fucking hearing about them. Yeah, hearing about yeah. them, you know, like I think it was just him backing out of like trying to give some kind of excuse for. I I don't know, but at the same time too, he is unabashedly unashamed of his take with star Wars and does not care how many fancy alienates or pisses off about the decisions that he made. Um, he, he kind of stands by them. So I couldn't see him using such a terrible, uh, like cop out to try to just like ease this quote unquote fan pain of the prequels. So maybe this was his intention the whole time. And we just, man, but then when I think about that, I'm like, and this literally, like, this train of thought has all occurred over the last two weeks. Like, <laughs> w- since I've seen this, like, if that's the case, like, if we just didn't get the joke because Liam Neeson's an amazing actor and um, George Lucas just didn't want to have to explain it to the stupid audience, one, that confirms we are a stupid fucking audience, <laughs> and two that George Lucas like kind of had like kind of did all right in uh, with the prequels. And I can't, I refuse to accept that. Like that's (laughs) no way. I like that thinking. (laughs) No way. You know, it's interesting because I, I, um, I wonder at what point in time it would be appropriate to share our, uh, our Palmer's, uh, picks episode on the, on the YouTube channel from, our pre and post uh, viewing of episode one. Um, now let's, let's do, do it, it this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, do, do, do you want to do them this. both? So the, yeah, fuck yeah, it. Sure. You know what I'm yeah, thinking too? Uh, this is, app- I, I think too, with the Twitter, I'm going to start, this might be the last episode where things are parsed out or I might even just post it all at once. Um, but I spend a lot of time kind of cultivating that. And I'm realizing more and more that like, as you send me these links, I'm like, you know, not for nothing. I could just, tweet the link immediately with hashtag, you know, the episode, you know, and people can catch up when they catch up. Um, we'll pin the, the, the top thing to the top of the Twitter, the latest episode and stuff. I love the idea. And I encourage you if you're, if you encounter this somewhere in the middle, um, to go back, if you'd like it, if you, if you have time just from the guys creating it, um, so far, at least there has been a very cumulative, um, effect. While I hope they're all amusing in their own right, I think they're all very much enriched by, you know, hearing what came before it. Uh, you get more stuff and you, um, yeah. you're you in on the joke more, I suppose. Well, you, I, I'm going to tell you what, though, that whole, you do such a great job of, like, running this this mini empire we are slowly building. <laughs> well, I don't do it on my own, of course. Like, uh, you know, we've talked about Moto and... Um, and none of this would happen without without you. But I I, I think uh, to to quote uh, one of our our favorite authors uh, in the in the desk, you know, it's important that um, life support art and not the other way around. And yeah. so I, I I found that like I as much as I love the Twitter thing, there's a part of it where it's like, well, you know, this thing is meant to be a kind of a, just the visual component of the show. And I think there are ways in which at times I'm like, well. T- doling him out over the week. I'm like, some of that's just because I haven't gotten to it yet. But in yeah. any event, there's going to be a bit more of a haphazard uh, 
approach to that, but you can always find whatever we're talking about in the episode we're listening to, which is always in the title of the episode, whatever number it is, just look for hashtag LWST, that number, and you can find yep. whatever. If we're talking about the, the Lumberjacks or, or the or this video about Star Wars, you can you can find it. I know. There's so many, there are going to be so many sexy Lumberjacks. Like, get ready. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Um. Oh, I, so that's oh, I that's something the, I, so we'll, I'm picking right now. Is that yeah that that uh, so we'll that theory that specific that, yeah. theory? It really, it doesn't salvage all the prequels for me. I still stand by the red letter reviews are way better than the prequels are. Like, it, don't watch the prequels. Go watch the red letter reviews of the prequels. Uh, the Plinket reviews. That's another name yeah. Those are, yeah, those are, uh, you told me about those years prior to when I finally watched them and I, they're so rewarding. Um, I, I, I watched I, the episode seven one or the rogue one one. If you put a rogue one one out. Oh, uh, see, so yeah, I don't know. So that's the thing. Like, I don't want to get on this new. too much. Cause I, I, I don't need to get into, I was going to get into some shit that I'm glad we're not, but, um, I want to get into okay? our other bits. No, I'm okay. Uh, yes, I'm okay. Of course I'm okay. Oh, okay. Thank you though. But I'm, uh, and I'm glad to, we're talking about this other stuff. So, I, but I do not want to get derailed in this subject too much. But I brought it up because why? Oh, because maybe we're gonna post. Uh, so we'll post the this week. We'll uh, well, fuck, who knows when people are listening to this? But you can go to the LWSD Pod Twitter now. Twitter or sorry, excuse, yeah, Twitter, YouTube. But also, ultimately, these things are going to live on YouTube. Uh, yeah. The Palmer's Picks episodes in 1999 from right before Palmer and myself and our friends saw uh, Star Wars Episode One, and then right after. Look for the, the hollow, empty look in our eyes as we try to s- say Episode One was okay. <laughs> Some of us, I I think I was more angry then than I am now, actually. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. I was really a disappointed upfront, and yeah. not that I I not that I like them now or watch them often, uh, but uh, oh, I just want to tell folks how to find that too. So, uh, t- YouTube doesn't allow just anyone to have a backslash whatever, but just search "long walk short drink" on YouTube and yeah. you'll, you'll find it. Um, the one thing I said so about the video the, that this comes from, the theory, a lot of it, and then like, well, people shit on Lucas and eventually to the point where like, I, I'm sure you've seen him where he, he basically sold the whole thing. Just, he feels like this like kind of like broken hearted guys. Like I made this thing and people, people like they both love and yeah. hate me for it. But it's so I, I've grown. I but, And I don't get behind any of that. I don't get like he shouldn't feel like when he said he sold Star Wars, it felt like breaking up with somebody. Like, oh, really? Oh, that's so like sad. Like divorcing somebody. Like, like he's like, you know, I'll, you know, for the first week, you kind of like drive by their house just to see what they're doing, and then like the second oh, week, God. you like call and hang up, and like, and he like equated selling Star Wars. He shouldn't feel that way. Like he should feel elated with that decision that he made. Um, that's not fair. The same thing with uh, Jake Lloyd from Episode One. Is that Anakin? That, uh, yeah, the that plays the, like the little kid Anakin. Yeah. Uh, if you ever just want to feel um terrible about life, <laughs> read that kid's Wikipedia page. Oh, it no. is devastating. Like, and that kid basically spent. I, I mean, the, here's the long short of it: 
spent time in psychiatric hospitals blaming like he's like i was 15 years old and going to comic conventions and grown adult men were screaming that i had ruined their childhood holy shit and, and like you know like that's inappropriate i i'm i there's no there's no way around it that's just inappropriate um Oh my god! And and you know the 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 class. Well, I don't know if I want to call it classic, but the commonly referred to statement of George Lucas: George Lucas raped my childhood. You know all that. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, like, so I I, I don't know. I think I've seen enough. I don't know wh- where the tide turned. Where I was angry about the prequels to where I sort of felt for the guy. I mean, I think it's especially as a creative person. That, that makes things and you put them out into the world and your hope that they will be reacted like that you cook them up in your brain, you know, like, like we talked yeah. about, we're making something or throwing it out. People might right. somehow no one has told us anything cruel yet, but I'm sure they will. And I'm oh, sure it will sting. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but it's something, and, and that, uh, you know, that might sting extra because it's, they're really reacting to us, not something we've right. cooked up. Right. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I've, I've had, uh, Anytime I hear things that shit on Lucas in the last few years, I just sort of, I don't know. I instantly am like, oh, no. Like, sometimes I'll listen. I mean, I, you know, I'm not, it's not like I'm, uh, I'll be a, yeah, a Lucas apologist till the, you know, for whatever, you know. But it, but I find that my reaction these days is one of sympathy. It's like, well, he's just trying to tell his story. <laughs> and some or, of it we yeah, really loved or, and others or, we didn't. I, I mean, I don't want to sound... I don't know. Pity is probably too strong of a word. I I just feel bad for this guy. Like if anything, like, you know, if you want to go the route, like his hubris, like is what really killed the, the, the prequels. Could you argue that? Yeah. I mean, there's that. Oh, and I definitely don't, I don't mean to like make you feel bad for being angry at the prequels or anything. But I I think part of it, too, is that it ultimately comes down to this, like, it used to be, so he dreamed it up in the the mid-70s or whatever and made it happen, and it turned into a cultural phenomenon, and then he grew that into these various industries, like, growing special effects and all this, and brought, you know, it was Irvin Kirshner directed Empire that people love so much, Uh, but, you know, of course, Lucas was heavily involved in all those things, Um, but, but... ultimately those characters and stuff just sort of came out of his imagination. And so I think um, I've heard this. I don't remember who I've heard. I've heard several people say this, that the the creative process is always the same for the the person creating things, but the, but everything beyond that step, whether it is a commercialized enterprise or not is out of the hands of the person that made it and and informed by so many other things. And I think none, none more so than star Wars. So, I mean, so I don't know. And maybe there is, I I think there very likely is the hubris as he says, Uh, you know, him, thinking that every word or whatever that he would pen for uh, the prequels is some kind of new gospel as it were. And and I'm just saying, if that's, that's an easy cop out for fans to say, that's why the prequels got ruined was because Lucas got too full of himself. Yeah. And then I guess the only thing thing to say, even if that, even if that is your argument, that's enough to garner like my sympathy. 
to be like that that's really sad he couldn't even recognize that he was killing what he loved you know like that's <laughs> yeah that's enough to feel bad for the guy you know like if yeah. you use that as that like simple argument for why the prequels are terrible that just reminded that's me that's enough for you to, to like not not totally rip the guy apart like you should feel bad for him that that happened you know yeah and that he let that happen and, and if you're all, a good human being you would feel bad for a person that did that i mean at the same time so there's that idea like maybe he thinks oh, i'm ever every with every line i read it's new gospel but it's also plenty possible that he's just like following his whimsy following the the story that was in his head about these things for all these years and then it just so happens that you know, as they, as I say, the creative process is the same every time, but some people's reach such a large stage and, and come with so much baggage that like when it's not what the uh, the public expects based on the previous work, it you know, it goes to goes to shit. But and anyway, I don't I also think that it's plenty fine on any I get I get mad and I'll get defensive of certain things, but ultimately there's that other adage as well. As soon as you start, you know, you, you got a garage, you know, you're playing in your garage, guitar or something like that. As soon as you open the garage door, then you're part of it, you know, and yep. and the rest comes with it. So, so, and, and I've been subject to that as uh, on, a, on, a, on a micro level as well. So it's, it's just like, <clears throat> you got to take the good and the bad, but like his, his is such a, such an epic level, but, but more and more, I guess I, I come to think of it from, um, the point of view of just like a guy trying to trying to make stuff, and then it's sort of sad that it's a it's a very odd uh, dichotomy where on the one hand people love it so much, but yeah. they hate him so much, and like it's like he gave yeah. you both things, <laughs> you know. These come from the same guy, uh, and in in any event, like I'm just I'm I couldn't be more pleased that Star Wars is such a viable. Um, property now that's being handled in a way that's so satisfying for the, whatever elements the people like you and me gravitated towards in the first place. Um, that's, I'm, I'm, and, I'm and that's so happy about I, that. And, and I'm, that's exactly where I have come to appreciate the prequels that maybe the prequels didn't bring in a younger fan base, but they did open up the doorway to things like the clone wars and star Wars rebels. Now, uh, the sale to Disney, um, all of that stuff wouldn't have happened had the prequels not done what they did. I think, I think they set every, all of those things on a trajectory to happen. And I, because of that, I think that there will be star Wars fans as long as there are people consuming media, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, that I is something I can be grateful for. I know that I can pass the love of these movies on to my kids and my nieces and nephews, and they can pass it on and on and on and like share that love of this, this, this universe. So, and the critique of it. I mean, honestly, so that's the thing. So I know I've said a lot of things that seem as though they're in defense of this or that, or to try to oh yeah uh, counter something, but that's a big 
part of being a fan for certain people, you know, like taking it on and being defensive of the thing about it that, it, that you identify with it most and saying like, well, this, I don't care if they made it, they fucked it up this time, you know, like the, to have that kind of investment. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. So, uh, I guess if you're hearing this and, and, and you're disagreeing with me, I, I, um, I, 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 what I'm trying, what I try to say is it's the same thing about being happy that I live in a country where I can call the president. Oh, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth, but I can call the president, uh, a spray tanned fascist, uh, tiny hand hand, megalomaniacal sociopath piece of fucking shit and not be killed. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. And not get killed and not get black bagged. And not get the show shut down. Yeah, at least. <laughs> but yeah, we <laughs> all killed. All of that is fantastic. So as long as you're, you're, you know, you're. I figure as long right as what now, you're, what you're doing is not. I mean, we have we have three yeah, years, three and three quarter years left. We're pretty current at the moment. So if you're yeah. hearing this, at least we're still. We have not been blackbagged yet. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so but 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 I'm I'm all for the like you know the fact that people are talking about Star Wars, bitching about Star Wars. They're you know. You know, have at it. It's awesome that somebody loves something that much. Um, what, what did you say the last time or in one of our previous episodes? Like that's like one of the cycles of loving something is ultimately you get to the point where you rip it apart. Yeah, you, you introduced me to that, actually. I had not yeah. thought about that. Um, and I suppose and, I do it a little bit as well. Like I've noticed a couple times The Crow has come up, the movie, like last time and whatnot on this episode it's weird as much as I love that movie and the the property from which it comes, especially the movie. I end up, I end up being sort of reductive about it where it's like, it's basically yeah. Blade Runner meets the comic meets 89 Batman. I'm like, Jesus dude, like go easy. <laughs> like you love and, that movie. And, What's and wrong with you? Like, <laughs> not even legitimately ripping on it though too, but like Seagull stop it now. That's like, they're making that. They're essentially like spoofing star Wars and it's, but you can tell it's a fan that made that, you know, like, Oh yeah. Um, yeah, of course. It's, it's the same thing. You know, like it's just like dudes who rip on each other because they love each other and they can't say, I love you. you know? like, <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, let me pivot that into some of my digs. I couldn't yeah, settle on some things and, and I, I'm uh, in some way they all tie together. Even with this, I don't think I'll be able to skillfully do it, but, um, there, I have one that's not a podcast, so maybe I'll just mention that in, uh, just in case. So maybe, maybe we'll go too much on this and I'll get to the other crazy stuff, but I have been watching vice principles from HBO, starring oh. Danny McBride and Wal- Walton Goggins. <laughs> and uh, listeners to this show, especially if last week I mentioned a movie with Danny McBride. We've never actually talked too much about Danny McBride yeah. on this show. But I have mixed feelings about Danny McBride, actually. Do you really? Yeah. Well, let me let me set up the show, and then we'll get into it a little bit. Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, yeah. Sorry. Oh, man. No, I'm very curious about that. Uh, so, so this show... Um, uh, Vice Principals is uh, is on HBO. I think they're going to do a limited run, and it's so much darker out here than when I first started. But I was going to read the uh, the like a couple sentence synopsis just so that people know what it is. So created by Danny McBride and Jody Mc Jody Mc. <laughs> 
Uh, I was going to say Moto cut it out, but don't cut it out. That's what happens when you drink in pod. So. <laughs> you drink in pod? Is that what you just said? This is what happens when you drink in pod? I'm a beer and a half in. Oh, and stuttering. No. <laughs> no, no pod? No drinking pod? We just, we just lost half our fans. Oh, fuck. Cut it out, Moto. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to attempt to read this synopsis. Uh, Created by Danny McBride and Jody Hill, co-creators of HBO's Eastbound and Down, this dark comedy series tells the story of a southern suburban high school and the two people who almost run it, the vice principals. McBride and Walton Goggins star as Neil Gamby and Lee Russell, a pair of ambitious administrators, wage an epic power struggle to ascend to the top after the longtime principal, Bill Murray, steps down to tend to his ailing wife. When Dr. Belinda Brown swoops in to claim the job, Gamby and Russell put their mutual disdain aside and operating on the adage that the enemy of my enemy is my friend, team up for an all-out, take-no-prisoners effort to bring down Dr. Brown, the only person who may, in fact, have the school's best interests at heart. So... There you go. That's that's what the show is that about. Brilliant, by the way. It, I, I, and I've seen trailers for the show. It looks fantastic. So I hadn't I hadn't actually seen very much from the show. I was introduced to Danny McBride in the movie I mentioned in last uh, week's episode and tweeted the trailer for All the Real Girls, which is a very much a coming of age love story indie flick that happens to have as a as a kind of a comic relief character in a handful of scenes, Danny McBride as a character called bust ass and some of the deleted scenes they cut out cause it didn't fit the tone of the movie. One of which I'm going to tweet this week. Like the, I was, I've been having some, uh, some stress and anxiety problems and the bride, the bride thought to text me this scene who didn't know me. Like at the time I was so into this movie, but knows I love this scene. She texted me this deleted scene. So you got to go to the Twitter to see it. Uh, and I still recommend all the real girls, but, uh, at LWSD pod. Yes. LWSD pod. Look for, I don't know what they call it. I, I think maybe I'll tweet the version that's called the best deleted scene ever. <laughs> that's how she sent it to me. Um, so there are a handful of these comedic scenes from Danny McBride that didn't quite fit the overall tone of that movie, but, uh, Will Ferrell and, and his producing partner saw uh, Danny McBride in that movie, and they 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 helped put out a movie called The Foot Fist Way. So all the real girls was directed by, written and directed by David Gordon Green, who's kind of an indie darling of the early two thousands, and um, uh, so the foot fist. So the, him and Danny McBride went to this school in North Carolina. I don't think it's the one I almost went to. But it might be this <laughs> film school down there uh, in, in the Wilmington area. And uh, they they uh, yeah, they made they made film student films together and they kind of uh, they made a, an indie darling called George Washington. And then all the real girls came next. And then uh, and then Danny McBride and another friend from that group called Jody Hill ended up making this movie called The Foot Fist Way, which is a very dark comedy about like <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, really dark. That's my like. This is my hate of the love hate relationship. Yeah, I actually don't own that. I don't have that one. That one's too dark for me, actually. But that it movie is, got a lot of attention. So for me to get, 
get through. I yeah. No, that one was too rough. Uh, b- but for some reason, that was the movie that brought Danny McBride to the national attention. And right. uh, ultimately, they got a deal with HBO, him and Jody Hill, to make this show called Eastbound and Down about uh, um, a baseball player who uh, ruins his career and his family and tries to kind of get them back. And and David Gordon Green directs a lot of them, but like that show was so well-loved by critics and audiences alike that they essentially let these guys do anything uh, that right. they want. And now they're did this vice principals and thing. In the same time, he falls in line with while all of this is happening, he's also falling in line with the Seth Rogen, James Franco, Evan Goldberg group of people and kind of doing being bust ass with their troop of people. Yeah. Bust ass is his character and all the real girls and bust ass and on all kind of Danny McBride characters have this, uh, blustery sense of like arrogance and, and yeah. overblown self-confidence that is absurd in relation to how the character is presented. So you, you go, go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that's a, I mean, that's, that's exactly it is I mean all of his characters live in this I feel like live in the same universe and that universe is the super ego of Danny McBride. I feel like I feel like he's so consistent in that character that that's what he's actually like in real life and I think that that I I think that there are other people who have made that misconception um who's the Who's the guy that's in uh, This Is The End with him? Who's like his gimp at the end of that? Oh, that, uh, I've seen that movie, but I can't. There's so many people in uh, it. I Tatum, can't remember. Or Tatum. <laughs> Channing Tatum, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sounds right. Tatum Channing, who's totally thought. Channing Tatum thought that he was bust ass in real life. So when they dressed him up as the gimp, he like stormed into Danny McBride's trailer and like proceeded to like rough roughhouse him and like hump him, <laughs> thinking that would be something that bust ass would find hysterical. Yeah. And like Danny McBride was livid. Like, like I mean, I'm sure Channing Tatum was is blowing it up a little bit, but like like still mad at me, like still not talking to me. Over it. Like oh, that, was, that was the first time I had met him. Like that was the first time they met. Oh, he jumps him and like does all this stuff, expecting bust ass. Yeah, and like Danny McBride was like so put off by it, like one hundred percent. So I mean, he's just a fantastic. That's I mean, I hate it because it's so he does that character so well that. I think that that's how he really is. Yeah. yeah, he plays this. He always plays an asshole. I guess to to yeah. put it in this, but. Somehow but he plays our asshole, so that's why we put up with them. You know, something like, like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, there's nobody else that quite does it like he does it. The more I think about it, but he's not. He's not actually that guy. And actually, for Eastbound yeah. and Down, and it, it seems for Vice Principals, they do uh, commentaries for every single episode. And oh, they wow. and he and Danny McBride is on the commentary for all the real girls, which again is ha- the the deleted scene that I'm going to tweet. I don't think even now on my worst day I could get through without laughing aloud. And there used to be times when I couldn't fucking breathe <laughs> because of the things that he does in this scene. Like this guy's brand of humor is 
is just so spot on. And actually I was having some of these kind of anxiety, uh, and, uh, stress problems last week when the bride was like, we should watch this. And I'm like, no, I don't want to watch it. Vice principles. Cause I'm too, I'm not going to enjoy it. I don't want to ruin this. And right. like 30 seconds in, I was losing my shit. Like it just, he can, this guy can change, literally change my mood from the most extreme low, not most extreme low, but like he's got such a magic quality, but it is nice to, to know, I guess, to think in the back of your mind, he's not actually like that. He's a pretty, he's, yeah, he went to the same, like, that's the thing about that group of friends that I find interesting and endearing to David Gordon Green and Jody Hill and Danny McBride. They all went to this same school in North Carolina where, everybody was making films and just like doing different things on each other's films. And it was always just like the best idea prevails. And it's not, it wasn't, it, they're just guys making stuff and, and there's no real egos involved. Instead, that's so ironic with a character like his, but. Oh, absolutely. Um, but this, yeah, this show vice principles. So he's fantastic as, as, as he always is. And there's the one thing we haven't mentioned is that ultimately in all of these characters, the reason why they're not unbearable is because there's an incredible vulnerability at the core of them. Yeah. Um, and loyalty. That's the other thing oh, too. Yeah. Because like it, you, if the thing I always think about the, the, the bust ass character that he plays every, all the time is why in the fuck is that guy hanging out with this cool group of people that this movie centers around? Right. Yeah. And it's because he's fucking loyal. That's that's why that's why, uh, you know, Pineapple Express. Oh the fuck! Joke works. <laughs> the joke works because he like comes back and he saves them and he rescues them and then and then the joke works again. And this is the end because you think he's going to come back and save them because that's what bust ass has done in every other movie that he's been in. <laughs> but in this is the end. He's actually like, Nope, fuck you. Like I am like, <laughs> Oh, that's I'm right. The, that I'm, kind I'm of ruling the afterlife right now. That's like, right. If that plays off of the perception of him as this dickhead, that, that yeah, is, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and so like it all, Oh, it's, it just works on all these levels and it's, but, uh, there's a really yeah. nice story about, uh, Eastbound and down the, that that I can paint in that way f that from one of the commentaries where, oh, I wish I could remember the actress. I can't, uh, but she plays not his love interest per se. say, it depends on where you are in the series. I think it's Cynthia Nixon. I hope I'm not wrong about that. But uh, so there's a scene where they're, they are finally coming together in whatever season uh, and, and starting to become a couple, which is what he's wanted. And there's this, they were going to do this over the top, um, like makeout scene on a pier where somehow she ends up topless. And I guess while they're filming it, like people were starting to gather and stuff. And, uh, Cynthia Nixon is kind of a buxom, you know, uh, woman. And, and, uh, and I guess Danny McBride, he, he was just like, no, you're not doing this. Like, we're not, that's not going to be in the show. Like, I'm not going to put you in this position. And he wasn't even in charge really. It just as like right. the guy that would be in the scene with her he made the, you know, the executive decision, I guess, as it were in that kind of group of friends where 
the actor would be maybe as important as the director or the sound guy, whoever has the best idea. He's like, we're not putting Cynthia through this. So, right. so that's really nice to know about this guy that plays these characters. But uh, that show, I'm only like two or three episodes in. But you combine that that sensibility with Danny McBride and the Jodie Hill script and the and direction and um, David Gordon Green is involved as well. But you fucking add Walton Goggins to that who is great in everything. I mean, I think of hateful aid or whatever, but I, I actually, so I don't watch justified. I never watched justified. Know why? Motherfuck. Timothy Ola. Fantastic. I do not like that guy. <laughs> you do not like Timothy Olafon? Oh no, go go no. <laughs> and I can tell you why, but it would take a minute. <laughs> but I, I don't like him. <laughs> I do not like him. And uh but but the bride watched and loved that show. And I think particularly because of Walton Goggins, who we saw on Sons of Anarchy. And on Sons of Anarchy, he plays I don't I guess it's a tr- I I guess it'd be a transsexual so i hope i'm getting that right or a trans person so he he steals all his bits but he dresses as a woman and goes by venus okay remember that movie uh by uh mcconaughey and jared leto what is uh, that oh yeah dallas buyers club and jared leto won the academy award yeah. for playing that that role I'm yeah. I, I, very fond of Jared Leto. I don't say anything bad about him, but I will say that I felt that Walton Goggins' portrayal of a very similar character on Sons of Anarchy was way better. Like, way... I mean, better is a ridiculous thing to say, kind of, but a much less affected, more authentic, and very touching... Uh, you enjoyed that performance better. Yeah, and it, and it was given more time to grow, I guess, but it was more nuanced. Anyway, I got a lot of respect and love for Goggins from that. The Bride loves him then equal more still watching his work on Justified. And the dude is just a... I remember him from, from like the Apostle in 1995, like that uh, Robert Duvall played oh, yeah, a preacher, and he's like this guy in the crowd who's crying. Like I, He's a very distinct presence, whether or not he's speaking or not. And he was even, even in a Crow sequel, one of the, the last, <laughs> a terrible one. But in any event, <laughs> he is so goddamn funny. And the, uh, the, the show is so fucking hilarious. I can't recommend it enough. So I got a his, bunch of other shit, but maybe this should be in, my only his one. His performance in Hateful Eight is outstanding. Like, he's one of the best characters in that. Inarguably, a, a troop of amazing characters performed by amazing actors. Like, every... F- Hateful Eight was like watching Cream, the band Cream, on stage. <laughs> oh, nice. Because it was a bunch of soloists competing for the limelight Ooh, well that's what, said <laughs> like because that's why cream was so successful i mean it, it was three prodigies who were used to all being the soloist Ooh, you never just, talked to me about clapton before i'm getting all like just i didn't know you knew about this Jesus. like just listen to cream like just listen to classic cream and it, you can hear them Ooh. it is like Oh my god, it, how dare you? I'm so it's excited. like a knife fight. It's like a knife fight oh, with music. We gonna have ourselves a knife fight. 
<laughs> yeah. Like Kill yes. Bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. What are you doing? I didn't. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> so that's what the Hateful Eight was. was like yeah. watching Cream on stage. Ooh. Yeah. God Just damn it. like. The some of the most amazing actors playing some of their best characters and literally fighting for every scene, every one of them. Whew, that makes me want to watch that movie. Honestly, yeah. the, I love that movie so much, except for that scene with Samuel L. Jackson and the dude in the snow with this sort of with you know what I'm talking about. That's yeah. upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> the rest yeah. of it, I could watch endlessly. Yeah. That other part uh, is upsetting. That guitar that, uh, here's a little side note on the Hateful Eight. So that's Jennifer Jason Lee, right? Fuck yeah, it is. Doing it. Okay. Oh. Who you've, who we've already sung the praises of. Oh, yeah. And there she is. Uh, that's, she's doing so, her shit. She's like, nobody could do that like her. Oh. No, no, <laughs> no, not at all. And so... She, when she's playing that guitar and Kurt Russell comes over and takes it out of her hands. Oh, I forgot and about like that. And smashes it. Yeah. That's a price. So the guitar that she's playing is a priceless Gibson vintage. Like it's like from that time period guitar. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Donated to the production by the Smithsonian just for that. <gasps> over to, for the period accurate. Yes, right? Oh, no. <laughs> Tarantino has a replica built that looks just like the the vintage one. Okay. That was supposed to be swapped out. Like she oh, was gonna, it's going to kill Moto. Moto's a guitar play. player with so much respect for instruments. <laughs> Brace she's yourself, Moto. This, oh, she's no. playing that vintage... Like 18, 19th century Gibson guitar, like one of the first, it's one of the earliest existing Gibson guitars. Oh, no. <laughs> and Kurt Russell gets so fucking into character. This is how they're just fucking competing for the scene. Gets so into character that he jumps the gun, walks over, rips the actual guitar out of her hands and smashes it. So Jennifer Jason Lee's reaction in that scene is 100% genuine <laughs> the look of complete and utter just uh, unabashed aghast at what he is doing is because he is legitimately destroying a priceless guitar now that excites me as much as uh, moto i can just like picture moto's hands on his head like god damn it why <laughs> yeah yeah kurt russell fuck man yeah that movie is just man. That made. I'm a, I only saw it the once, actually. Now I got to. I'm. I'm really craving yeah. it. Yeah. Ooh. It's like watching a Cream concert, dude. Oh, that makes me want to watch a Cream concert too. I think there's yeah. the one. Oh damn uh, it! God damn fight. it! Night fighting with music. That's what Cream is. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Oh man. Little side note for anyone else. The oh no, it wasn't last. It was a recent episode where oh, it was the women in film episode where I talked about the movie Rush that I love so much. Yeah. Um, directed by Lily uh, Zanuck. She and starring Jennifer Jason Leigh. Yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, and music by Eric Clapton. Shit. She, 
Meta. Yes. That's LWSD meta right there. Right. We'll get ready for some nice, like, confluence of of events and timing. Uh, She's just, Lily Finney Zanuck is just releasing a documentary she directed on Eric Clapton's, like, life and career that is coming out very soon. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Which I can't fucking wait. (laughs) Which probably has interviews with Jennifer Jason Lee. (laughs) Perhaps. Yeah. I hope so. Oh, but definitely you're going to cover cream. Obviously, you got yeah. to. Um, shit. God. Wow. So, vice so principles. I told you to Dave Diggs. <laughs> no, not really. That I mean, that's the way the show goes and as it yeah. as it should. I have a bunch of others that maybe someday we'll get to, but I don't want to no, do it today. It's too much so stuff. So much you wanted to talk about, and I yeah, feel but, like we haven't talked about any of it. But so, okay, so let's let's compromise. Okay. <laughs> so, let's take the next Let's take the next 10 minutes, pick one of the, like one of those things that you just wanted to talk about. Let's talk about them for 10 minutes and then let's end with the King corner. Okay. Let's do the 10 minutes and then give me a little break. <laughs> just because okay. no, of the fine. beers. That's fine. But that's a good idea. Let's um, do, so, so just like, what's the one thing you want to get off your chest? Like what's the most like oh, pressure? No. Well, that can never do that. Well, here's why I can't do that in 10 minutes. Cause the main thing that I've melted down over is time, time and the use of time and feeling rushed. <laughs> so that's oh, why we really? do that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It's how oh, fuck would you? No, no, it's okay. It's really okay. And- and then I'm like burning time and not like getting on in time. And you probably have plans like for no. after recording. That you no, no, do. I don't. Like, no, 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 no. Well, I, I do not. And this has nothing to do with anything anyone else does. Um, what, so I guess what I'll try to do, though, is, is mention the other things that are of use to other people. So someday I want to get in maybe to the to these sort of the time, the anxiety thing. But the other three things that I could, that are sort of Dave Diggs, I guess, that I could uh, reach out and I'm going to try to keep to this relative short amount of time instead of really digging into. And I'm going to shut my fucking mouth and let you talk. You do? No, no, no. Feel free to interject. Seriously. It's, it's really okay. I'm, I'm especially now, like however I'm doing, you, you're my real life Danny McBride. (laughs) So don't worry. (laughs) I'm your asshole. No, you're the. (laughs) Can I? Oh. Asshole. Just call me an asshole. Hey, ass. Get over here. Dave just called me an asshole. (laughs) Beep. (laughs) The video killed the video. (laughs) So. Oh, man. No, I just mean you make me feel happy and get to talk like this. Doesn't matter about mentioning those things. And makes them easier for at least the three hours we're talking. Uh, but the, the the things I guess I want to recommend, when I do have sh- a little shit the bride says that I won't want to forget, and your smoking stats. And you yep. finished the goddamn whole 30 we haven't talked about. Yeah. Are we going to roll that maybe into the uh, the the Palmer, Palmer Spicks Easter special in, in a yeah, much more detailed way? You can do that, yeah. It's a huge accomplishment that should not be... <laughs> just kind of glossed over so we could yeah, celebrate. I, I feel like between the way though I acted during it <laughs> no <laughs> well no, because like you were you didn't see me 24 hours a day I, though yeah I know but and uh so the way I acted during it and the way I mean I went and got rallies it turned midnight 
<laughs> and I've got rallies. Like, good. Or good. This is what I want to know. Depending on what region you're listening to the, this in. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I went and got rallies, a sack full of rallies, and just just fucking chowed. And then, oh man, I've eaten out so much. That's what she last, said. Like we, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I. But I mean, I feel like between those two things, it, I know it's a huge accomplishment. But I really, my, <clears throat> so this is what I'll say on it. And then, and then we can do more when, when uh, we meet with Ash. So captain America asked me the day I it was like the, the 31st day. Um, so you made it like, how do you feel? And Ash and I had been fighting for going close to 24 hours at that point. Like we f- fell asleep fighting, woke up fighting. We're fighting in text messages Oh, and then all, and then like whole, whole 30s, like all going down. And, uh, I like just completely no filter responded to Captain America. Like, uh, Ash and I are not in a good spot right now. Uh, it totally wasn't worth it. If I could go back in time and not have done it, I wouldn't have. And I still stand by that. Oh, my. Uh, and I still like, I think my my best advice is unless you're trying to identify uh, a food intolerance. So like Ash definitely needed to do it. And I'm, and I don't regret doing it with her. Don't please don't get me wrong on that. Uh, So unless you need to find a food intolerance, there are much easier ways on yourself to do what I ended up getting from the whole 30. Um, so it's, I would not recommend it unless you're, you're trying to identify one of those food intolerances. That's, that's the, probably the nicest advice I can give. Oh, wow. That's, I wasn't expecting that, but that's, uh, that's one of the things that uh, is great about a conversation that's honest like this. I I wouldn't have thought, that especially at this point where you made it through, you know? Yeah. I made it through and, uh, I felt great after the first like eight to 10 days. I felt fantastic. Um, I, it really made me look at some the, my, my relationship with food. Um, I still have plenty of growing to do with that. So it was a good starting point. Uh, but again, I just think that there are similar things that you could do uh, that would not be as hard on your body or your personal life. So, uh, I mean, it, t- it, t- it takes a special kind. Again, my triathlete friend. <laughs> Captain America. Not, Captain America could not make it. Um, I'm a 460 pound dude, which I lost 24 pounds. In, oh shit. Rock on. You know, <laughs> okay. In, in 30 days. I watched, I lost 24 pounds. So, Whoa. uh, like that's fantastic. I, I'm not going to belittle any of that. I just know that there were other ways that I could have accomplished all of those results. So the only reason I did it, uh, was to support Ash. Uh, so I don't regret doing it because of course I'm going to support my partner. Um, I'm, but my advice, that doesn't mean that I can't give the advice that if somebody is considering it, 
I wouldn't, I really wouldn't do it unless you absolutely have to. So th- unless you're supporting somebody or unless a doctor tells you you should do it, I think you should look for something else to do. But the, 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 that's the thing about it that, that is so remarkable to me is that you did it to support your partner. And that, and that, that is why, I mean, the, God damn, the, the doing it at all is incredible, an incredible feat of restraint as we discussed with Captain America and stuff, but doing it for someone else, that as, as he says, that's the definition of hero, sir. Like you didn't even do it for yourself. That's fucking huge. So, yeah, but if I make, if I made her so miserable that she didn't even appreciate me doing it, then it wasn't worth it. Oh, that's yeah. perhaps a good point that you can make, <laughs> but so uh, I, and I mean, and perhaps part of the advice, know, perhaps, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and not to, so, yeah. So I mean, that's where it takes us. I I I would say it would take somebody strong, even stronger than me. I think before I would recommend it because, yeah, I was I'm not proud of some of the things that I did and said over this last month, like getting through that and. I don't feel like I was as supportive um, as it came off that I was being uh, uh, at no fault of mine. It's not like I was trying to sugarcoat it or anything. It's just my, in retrospect and looking back, I uh, I think there were some ways that I could have been more supportive than I was. So, and not to air too much of Ash and I's business. So that's about as far as I'll take it. No, I think that's a, that's very, um, I'm trying to think of the right thing. That's uh, that's just very honest of you to say. And I appreciate you sharing that with uh, not just me, but the other people that might be following that journey. Because, like, yeah, life is a lot harder than I think a lot of times people let on in public. <laughs> so, um, And I try to st- – like, I mean, one of my virtues in life is honesty. And so I try to be as honest as I can. Uh, I feel like I spend a lot of my life not being honest. So – I'm trying to make up for it. And uh, so I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And I'm not going to come back from that 30 days and be like, "Woo, I made it. All right. So it was fantastic. You know, like it was fucking hard. It was just as hard as quitting smoking, if not harder in some ways, because you still need to eat. I did. You know, actually, I, uh, she could speak to it better, but I did bring up the, to the bride. um, And she basically said the same thing. She said it'd be way harder because quitting because smoking is something that's separate but like you do yeah. have to eat. Yeah. Yeah. So perhaps the two of you could talk about that more and oh, maybe you can to. validate yeah. my need to back the car up to the Okay, here I'll I'll just share this for levity. Cuz I don't know if we'll ever actually talk about this on air. But um so when she goes away and if I'm happy, like I'm going to eat, I'm going to drink and I'm going to watch like shit that makes me happy. Uh, and so right, she'll go away for, for business or pleasure or whatever. And I'll be behind to watch the pups maybe, or even God forbid on my own <laughs> for, for a day or so. And uh, so this one time uh, recently, I was trying to like guard my, against myself semi recently. So we have this, we have these cupboards and, and like, you, know, you got a left and right. And on the right is all snacks because the bride has tremendous self-control. Right. Um, 
So does Ash. Isn't that infuriating? Oh, oh yes. Yes. I mean, oh. for someone who doesn't, it's it's tough to. Yeah. And then, then other likewise, they're just like, well, just don't. You don't have to open that cupboard. I'm like, you don't understand. Don't. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm an adult. I can open that fucking <laughs> cupboard if I want to yeah. open that cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. I eat a whole pizza. <laughs> I'm an adult. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Exactly. So I'm trying to protect myself against my adulthood decisions in her absence to certain ones. I'm like, okay, I'll drink, but maybe I shouldn't eat everything. So I take everything. <laughs> not all the crackers. Yeah, not all the crackers. That's fu- the yeah. fucking, ble- this is the fucking cover with the crackers. To, let me tell you. So, yeah. so I put them, I, I gather all the stuff out of that cupboard and I put it in a cooler and various other things, some, some stuff out of the fridge, put it in a cooler, this, the, and then I put it in the, in, in a like hatchback type car. That's the, and then I back that car up to close enough to the garage door that I couldn't open the trunk without opening the door and to get in. Otherwise it'd have been pretty a little obstacle and I didn't eat any of that stuff. But you put it in your hatchback and back back your hatchback yeah. up to the garage. Yeah. And the, oh man, that's fuck. I mean, <laughs> it was. But, but yeah. But it was just it was just me being like, well, what will give me enough of a barrier to not eat? Yeah. This stuff. Didn't and it's not like it. I'm not yeah. going to eat the entire cupboard, but I'm going to eat stuff I shouldn't. And I don't yeah. normally have the opportunity to take this kind of extreme measure. So I mean, I'm going to eat some fucking pizza and. Like, <sighs> A yeah. week from today. Oh god damn right you will. That's <laughs> over. Yes. Oh I'm sorry to bring up pizza. Yeah. On Sunday. I cheated on Lynn again. Good. I had, had Marie's <laughs> I had Marie I had Marie's on Sunday. Marie's? You can get Marie's yeah. where you are? Well, no, I was up home. We worked on oh. the, the folks' house again okay. this past weekend. So Oof. we had Marie's for lunch. I just had a very like sense memory thinking about Marie's. Wow. Well, yeah. So Shit, let's get back seriously, because now we've burned 17 minutes. You <laughs> still haven't given one recommendation of your Dave Diggs yet. So, Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> so let's just, can we machine gun the three things and then talk about them? So at least uh, we get the three things out if we need to jump to the next topic. You know, I think I think just because of how far I, I don't know a way to like gloss over them, and I really don't mind like at, at all. I'm actually super excited to talk about rage. I got notes on rage, so I can fill the rest on rage, and maybe even even spiral off to some of these things on rage. Plus, I got a pee. Um, so uh, all right, so you want to pee? Le- so let's uh, let me uh, let me finish can maybe the taste. Can you give me one of the recommendation things? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, so just in terms of like what they are, the the recommendations are all podcasts. Um, okay, all but right. all that's and the very specific ones that speak to very specific things for me. So I'm gonna double down on what Mr. J suggested on Danny Boyle's appearance on the Nerdist. Um, I have a bunch of stuff I could talk to about that if I did not to pee so bad. And all of these things kind of spiral into this greater, larger conversation. I have to listen to that Danny Boyle one. I'm going to do that. It's very worthwhile. It might not hit you in some of the same way. Um, but I will say, so I did mention about the Boyle a lot though. Sunshine is probably one of my favorite sci-fi movies. Oh shit. So I didn't even know about that one. That must've been this one he was talking about. I didn't realize. Ooh. Okay, I I did yeah, quote a couple. I actually this is the only one I can elaborate on quickly without expanding because they're actual quotes. So remember, I was talking about being frustrated with time, 
And so there's a quote in there from him. The whole thing is great, by the way. This is the Nerdist Danny Boyle podcast. Mr. J hipped us to it. I I listened and it just today and it really hit a bunch of with a bunch of other stuff. So he's talking about, so he's actually paraphrasing David Fincher here. And he's saying movies are all about extending time or slowing it. That's all you do in editing, compressing it, eliminating it. That's what you do in your day-to-day work in editing. And then he goes on in his own words to say, movies are time. It is the art for art form of time uh, like it, for instance people give you two hours of their time you're, you, and you control that time and how they experience wow, it. Wow that's, that's deep Yeah and, and he's not in, none, in no way is he pretentious at any point in this interview like he's so entertaining um, Yeah, but that speak, spoke to a lot of what I both what I'm dealing with with time but also what my entire like literally 85 to, to 90 percent of my life is is doing what he just described whether it's in my professional life for which I get paid for doing things for other people or in my private projects that I do to express myself so it's no wonder I have some of these hang-ups um, another one uh, is the working songwriter which is a podcast by Joe Pug and the one I liked in particular is his his uh, conversation with Noah Gunderson, another singer-songwriter that I like, but sometimes haven't. And that, that conversation actually, God, it's so many things that really resonated with me. So the working songwriter, Joe Pug podcast. I actually wrote a review on iTunes because he requested it, just as we do. Uh, and I felt that that really deserved it. Uh, and then l- lastly... Um, I have to pee so bad it hurts. It hurts too much. Even though it's going to be brief, just go. I'm just going to go. So I'm going to keep it running, and I'm going to pick it up with lastly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll be right okay. back. That's fine. Yeah, go. Okay. And when you know it, we went on to talk for another two hours. Uh, we got through the rest of uh, my digs and uh, did the shit the bride says segment, as well as uh, a pretty extended uh, King Corner on uh, on Richard Bachman and, and the Rage novel. So we're going to put a, put a pin in it for this week. Oh, hi, Maggie. My dog just wandered in to tell me, even in the outro, I'm talking too much. Hey, watch it. You want to say hi? You want me to be quiet? You think folks are disappointed that they're not going to hear a four-hour show? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so either. Um, what? What?